My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Monday the 17th of October. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. Julia Gillard's misogyny speech is one of the most memorable moments of her political career. Not now, not ever. But as we're exploring over in the mirror, our other mini-series podcast from The Daily Oz, there's a lot of complexities in looking back at it from 10 years on. In today's deep dive, I'm going to be talking to TDA editor and the host of The Mirror, Billy Fitzsimons, on what she learned from putting together the podcast series. First, Zara, what is making headlines this morning? 60 Australian Defence Force personnel have been deployed to Victoria to assist in the emergency response caused by that flooding that we have been speaking about for the last couple of days. They're also there to prepare communities for further flooding, unfortunately. Floodwaters are expected to continue rising in communities along the Goulburn River. At least 11 people have been killed after a gunman opened fire at a Russian military training facility where civilian reserves were preparing to fight in Ukraine. Russian authorities said the men who were, quote, neutralized were from a former Soviet republic and labeled the incident a terrorist attack. 220,000 Russian reserves have already been deployed to fight in Ukraine. Two climate protesters from campaign group Just Stop Oil have been charged with criminal damage offences after throwing cans of soup on Van Gogh's sunflowers at a London gallery. The gallery confirmed minor damage to the frame, but the painting itself was unharmed due to its glazing. The protesters, who were aged 20 and 21, have pleaded not guilty. And today's good news, seven adult lions and two cubs have been successfully airlifted from a Ukrainian zoo to safety in a Colorado wildlife sanctuary in what organisers are calling the largest war zone rescue of lions in history. The lions had been urgently relocated to Moldova from Ukraine by road in May whilst waiting for their emergency travel permits. A bit of a different deep dive for everyone this morning. I'm joined by our editor, Billy Fitzsimons. And Billy, I wanted to talk to you about The Mirror. It's come out last week and it's the number one news podcast in the country. Julia Gillard's misogyny speech. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. The moment Australia's first and only female Prime Minister said enough. Not now. Not ever. When Gillard said to look in the mirror that day, that's what he needs. It wasn't just one man she was putting on notice. It was all of us. The second episode drops today. What has this podcast meant to you? Well, for me, I think, you know, in the past year, there has been so much discussion in Australia about women in politics. And it feels like there's been this real movement for women to be treated right 
in politics. And it was actually a conversation that you and I had, Sam, 10 months ago or something now. And we were talking about how it felt like there was this real kind of reckoning and how it was coming up to the 10-year anniversary of Julia Gillard's misogyny speech. And, you know, reflecting back on how the media treated Julia Gillard, who was our first and only female prime minister. And I think that for our generation, I'm 25, you're 27, 27, (laughs) Uh, I think that for our generation, you know, if you weren't really politically in tune with the politics of the day, you may have missed the context that that speech happened in and, and what led up to that moment. And I think for me, even in speaking with friends, you know, speaking about how she was treated, it's quite easy to forget. And I think that we shouldn't forget. So you spend a lot of your day looking at the news of the day as it comes in and editing the pieces so that they're ready to go for the wide world. This is a very different task for you as a journalist. You had to look back on an event from 10 years ago. You were 15. Where did you start in trying to work out how to approach this topic? Well, I think we didn't just want to start with the misogyny speech. We wanted to start with the day she became Prime Minister and how at the time that was actually quite a positive conversation. Australia was saying, you know, we've got our first female Prime Minister, but then that conversation very quickly turned. And so that's where we started. We started at what was the media commentary at the time and in the two years that she was Prime Minister prior to the misogyny speech, how was she treated? Were you surprised by her treatment? For me, it doesn't matter how many times you go back and listen to what was said about Julia Gillard, you're always surprised. It just seems so inconceivable to me that that this is how she was treated. But for me, I think the moment that really took my breath away was it was actually after the misogyny speech and there was a Liberal National Party fundraiser at I think it was Sydney University and there was a menu And on that, it said something like Julia Gillard quail, which was described as small breast, thick thighs, and then something else that I honestly don't even think is worth repeating. And they say that that was just a joke and it was never circulated. But the fact that that was ever created is just so shocking to me. That And this was only 10 years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. And this is how we treated the first female prime minister. And I think it's important for us to look at that and look at it through a critical lens. You know, that's how we learn. And I hope that when we do have another female prime minister, we will have learned from that. That's an interesting point. Do you think that if Julia Gillard was prime minister right now, her treatment would be different? I think it's so hard to say and probably no matter who the first female prime minister was, something like this was going to happen. But I think an interesting comparison is that a big thing about Julia Gillard is that she wasn't married and she was our first prime minister who wasn't married. And there was so much commentary about, you know, whether her partner would move into the lodge with her because they weren't married. And today we have Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. He has a partner of two years And they're not married. And I don't know about you, Sam, but I haven't really heard that much commentary about it. It it definitely hasn't been part of the media conversation. It's something that now we don't even blink at, really. Um, And so I think that that's a really interesting comparison that we look at in the mirror. So what are listeners listening to today? So last week, if you go back and listen to episode one, it's very much talking about the lead up to the misogyny speech. What type of things are we looking at in today's episode? 
So today we look at what happened after the misogyny speech because it was covered worldwide. We look back at it now and we go, it went viral. It was this massive story. And that's true. It was. And it was covered in the New York Times. You know, it was covered in India. It was a massive story. But back home in Australia, the press gallery was way more focused on the political context of the time. And you'll hear what that political context was in the in the episode. And then moving past that, we look at how Julia Gillard's prime ministership ended. And not only that, but in the period between the misogyny speech and then when Julia Gillard lost the prime ministership, how there was even more misogyny after the misogyny speech. Would you run for prime minister? Ah, <laughs> uh, interesting question. I might deflect it that I asked Tanya Plibersek, who is <laughs> much more likely to ever be a prime minister, and she said that it didn't deter her. Look, I, I, I think Julia's, um, she definitely copped a lot of abuse because she was a woman. I think the fact that she has paved the way will make it easier for the next woman because we have had the chance as a country to reflect on how much of the bad behaviour related to, you know, some people's inability to see a woman in a position of power. Is it fair to say that her experience hasn't deterred you, though? Um, I think it's... I think it's really important that Julia's experience doesn't deter any woman who's interested in a life in politics from taking it on because it is an incredibly rewarding career. It's a it's an opportunity to do good on a massive scale and I wouldn't want anyone to be deterred from that and I don't think Julia would either. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. So any good journalist would take this opportunity to re-ask you that question, though, Billy. And as my editor, you'd expect me to go again. Would you run for prime minister? I love my job too much. I'm not leaving, Sam. I didn't realise we had a politician as an editor. But, uh, Billy, where (laughs) can people listen to The Mirror if they want to jump on it after this episode? You can listen wherever you get your podcast. Just type in The Mirror and it should be there. Right in this app. Exactly. Thanks so much for joining us on The Daily Oz. There's three episodes of The Mirror to come. Today's and then two more and the four-part series will be a bit of a time capsule for Australian political history. And personally speaking, uh, as the co-founder of The Daily Oz, it's one of the most proud moments I've had in being involved with this company. It'll be back to usual programming tomorrow with an explainer about what's happening in the news. Check out The Mirror and have a fantastic start to the week. 